it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Women Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie, and a member of the Green Women Leadership Initiative. As Green Women, we are passionate about growing our own lives and being activists for the deep concerns about self-care practices, women's issues, healthy living, nature healing, the environment and climate change, social justice and activism, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. We are educators, artists, coaches, therapists, grandmothers, green mamas, and we are wrapping our lives and work around making a difference in our world. Well, happy autumn. And if you're in the northern hemisphere of the world, it is the season of fall. And the season of fall is about letting go and definitely change. And I would like to dedicate this episode to grief and loss, which I kind of thought went around the season of fall as we're losing daylight. So the days are getting shorter and they're also starting to get a little cooler in certain places. That brings me to today's topic of grief and loss. And it is the reason that I have been off the air for the past month. My daughter-in-law experienced the tragic, sudden, unexpected death of her father. He left behind his wife and his only child, his daughter, his son-in-law, my son, who was like a father to him, and my two precious grandsons. They were a family that all were so very close and they were loving, and he would do anything for his family. This sudden tragedy brought back many feelings of the grieving process for me when my daughter was killed in a car accident in the year of 2000. But as a society, we have had much grief and loss in these last several years with the pandemic of COVID, losing many loved ones, the loss of just our normalcy of life and our jobs at work, the loss of the way we go to school, the loss for the way that we live. People are losing their homes. There have been shutdowns, riots, unable to travel. All are losses to all of us. Then you compound that with the loss of lives and family members. And it is a big emotional toll to have to experience. And when we are experiencing grief and loss, it is going to take time to recover And we must give ourselves that time. Whatever type of loss you have suffered, there is no right or wrong to the way we grieve. But by understanding the stages and the types of grief, we can find healthier ways to cope. So I'm just going to go in and talk about some grief and the process and what are some of the things that we can do to help us get through these times. What is grief? Grief is what occurs when we experience a loss and it is a natural response. It's the emotional suffering you feel when something or someone you love is taken away. 
And this creates pain and a feeling of being overwhelmed in everything we do. You may experience all kinds of difficult and unexpected emotions from shock or anger to disbelief, guilt, and definitely profound sadness. And these are normal responses. The pain of grief can also disrupt our physical health, making it difficult to sleep, eat, or even think straight. These are normal reactions to loss. And the more significant the loss, the more intense your grief will be. However, the loss of someone or something we love is one of life's biggest challenges. And loss of a loved one is usually the cause of the most intense type of grief. But any loss can cause grief because it is personal and significant to you. And it's normal to grieve the loss you are experiencing. But we must remember to find healthy ways to grieve and cope with the pain and sadness so that we can find new meaning in our lives and eventually and hopefully move forward in our lives. When we lose a a close spouse, partner, parent, child, or other relative or close friend, it is so painful losing someone we love. These are considered significant losses, but in time, our sorrows and pain starts to ease and we begin to look to the future and eventually we come to terms with that loss. Grieving is very highly individual experience. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. How we grieve depends on so many factors. We each have our own personalities and coping style, our life experiences, our faith, and how significant the loss was to you. From my past experience, I want to emphasize that the grieving process takes time. This healing gradually happens. You can't force it and you can't hurry it. And there is no, quote, normal timetable for grieving. Some people may start to feel better in weeks or months, but for the most of us, the grieving process is usually measured in years. However, it's so important to be patient with yourself and allow the process to just naturally unfold. While grieving a loss is an inevitable part of our life, there are ways to help us cope with the loss and the pain and eventually find a way to pick up the pieces and move on with our lives. I'm going to start with acknowledge your loss and feel the pain. This is so important. Don't hide it. Remember that grief can trigger many different and unexpected emotions and just accept them. Understand that your grieving process is very unique to you. Seek out support and come in contact with people who care about you. We love those hugs, don't we? Support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically and recognize the difference between grief and depression. I remember when I started nursing school and in our psychology section, we were talking about the subject of grief and dying. We read about a psychiatrist named Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and her, um, in 69, she introduced what became known as the five stages of grief. 
These stages of grief were based on her studies of the feelings of patients facing terminal illness, but many of those people have generalized them to other types of negative life changes and losses, such as the death of a loved one or even a breakup. And when my daughter died, I remember these five stages of grief, and it helped me to know what was already ahead for me in my grief process, which helped me cope with life. The five stages that Kubler-Ross talked about of grief start with denial. We'll start saying things to us like, to ourselves, this can't be happening to me. Then there's an anger phase. Why is this happening to me? Who's to blame? And then we start bargaining. Make this not happen, and I in return will do whatever. Then there could be a little depression. I am too sad to do anything. And then we finally get to the acceptance phase. I'm at peace with what happened. If you are experiencing any of these emotions following a loss, it may help to know that your reaction is natural and that you'll heal in time. However, not everyone who grieves goes through all of these stages, and that's okay. You don't have to go through each stage in order to heal either. I actually jumped all around with these stages. And in fact, some people resolve their grief without going through any of these stages. And if you do go through these stages of grief, you probably won't experience them in a neat sequential order. So don't worry about what you should be feeling or which stage you're supposed to be in. Kubler-Ross herself never intended for these stages to be a rigid framework that applies to everyone who mourns. In her last book before her death in 2004, she said of the five stages of grief, and I quote, they were never meant to help tuck messy emotions into neat packages. They are responses to loss that many people have, but there is not a typical response to loss as there is no typical loss. Our grieving is as individual as our lives, end quote. Grief can also be a roller coaster. And by this, I mean, there are many ups and downs as we go through life. And like many roller coasters, the ride tends to be a little rougher in the beginning, and the lows may be deeper and longer. But the difficult periods should become less intense and shorter as time goes by. But it takes time to work through a loss, even years after a loss, especially at special events such as family weddings or the birth of a child, we may still experience a strong sense of grief. So we all experience loss in different ways and at different times. Just remember that almost anything you experience in the early stages of grief is normal, including feeling like you're going crazy, or you had a bad dream, or questioning your religious or spiritual beliefs. And then there are some emotional symptoms such as shock and disbelief, which is usually right after a loss. It can be hard to accept what happened. People usually feel numb, have trouble believing that the loss really happened, and even deny the truth. And then the profound sadness sets in and is probably most universally experienced symptom of grief. You may have feelings of emptiness, despair, yearning, 
deep loneliness, you may also cry a lot, which boy, I sure did, and feel emotionally unstable. This is all perfectly normal. And then some people have guilt, like they feel regret or they feel guilty about the things they didn't or didn't say or do before that person's death. You may even feel guilty for not doing more to prevent your loss, even it was completely out of your control. And then sometimes we have fear. A significant loss can trigger a host of worries and fears. If you lost your partner or your job or your home, for example, you may feel anxious or helpless or insecure about your future. Some people even experience panic attacks. And then there's anger. Even if the loss was nobody's fault, we may feel angry and resentful. We have lost a loved one. And sometimes we can get angry with ourselves, God, the doctors, or even the person who died for abandoning us. And then we have the physical symptoms of grief, such as fatigue, nausea, lowered immunity, weight loss, or weight gain, aches and pains, and then that insomnia. So taking your care of yourself as you grieve is more important than ever. The stress of a major loss can quickly deplete your energy and our emotional reserves. Looking after your physical and emotional needs will help you get through this difficult time. Some of the ways that you can get support can be through your friends and your family members. It is okay to lean on people who care about you, even if you take pride in being that strong and self-sufficient person. Rather than avoiding them, draw friends and loved ones close. Spend time together face-to-face and those hugs and accept the assistance that's offered. Often, people want to help, but they don't know how. So tell them what you need, whether it's a shoulder to cry on or listening ear or just someone to hang out with. If you don't feel you have anyone you can regularly connect with in a person, it's never too late to build a new friendship. Grief can also be confusing, sometimes frightening emotions for many people, especially if you have never experienced it or that loss yourself. They may feel unsure about how to comfort you and end up saying or doing the wrong things. You want to draw from your faith. You may have spiritual activities that are meaningful to you, such as praying, meditating, going to church, which can all offer some comfort. Sometimes we begin questioning our faith in the wake of our loss, so it might help to take to talk to a clergy member or other people in your community. Join a support group. Grief can feel very lonely, even when you have loved ones around. Sharing your sorrow with others who have experienced similar losses can help. To find a bereavement support group in your area, you can contact local hospitals, hospice centers, funeral homes, and counseling centers. And for me, I did join a support group. I joined Compassionate Friends, which is a support group for parents who have lost their children. I found it so helpful. I probably went on and off for two years. And it was amazing to me how many people lose their children every day. You can also talk to a therapist or a grief counselor. If your grief feels too much to bear, 
find a mental health professional. And we're sure talking about those nowadays with everything that's going on in our world. You can also work with an experienced therapist that knows how to work on these emotions and overcome the obstacles to your grieving. I like this this one. Face your feelings, or as I say, feel the feelings and feel them at the time you're going through with them in order to heal. You have to acknowledge that pain. Trying to avoid these feelings of sadness and loss, it only prolongs the grieving process. Unresolved grief can lead to complications such as depression, anxiety, maybe substance abuse, and even health problems. You may want to express your feelings in a creative way. Maybe you can talk about your loss to others. Maybe you can write them down in a journal, for example, or maybe create an event like I know I did a year after my daughter died. We did a, I called a lot of her friends up and we did a little candlelight service at the grave site. Um, and there, you can go out to dinner on an event. Maybe it might be their birthday and the family goes out the, to dinner to celebrate that they were in your life and you all loved each other. Don't let anyone tell you how you feel and don't tell yourself how to feel either. Your grief is your own and no one else can tell you when it's time to move on or get over it. Let yourself feel whatever you feel without embarrassment or judgment. And it's okay to be angry. I had many angry moments to yell at the heavens, to cry out or not to cry. It's so even okay to laugh. We need to have moments of joy and to let go when you're ready. Make sure that you do keep your physical health in shape. The mind and body are connected. When you feel healthy physically, you'll better be able to cope emotionally. You'll decrease the stress and fatigue by getting enough sleep, eating right, and exercising and limit the use of alcohol and drugs to numb the pain because that is really just artificially lifting your mood. And then there will be future triggers. There'll be that first birthday without them, first anniversaries, the first holiday without them. And these are important milestones and they can reawaken painful memories and feelings. If you don't wanna put a Christmas tree up when that time comes around, don't put the tree up. I did that. It's okay. I still had another son. I had my son, but I just told them I can't do it. And it was okay with the both of us. So with the season of fall, as in nature, we are all changing and evolving in this continuum we call life. I hope this was all helpful for you. It was just a way for me to also cope with my grief as I am going through this with my family right now. So I would like to leave you with a poem by Raquel Franco on autumn. And the sun took a step back. The leaves lulled themselves to sleep and autumn was awakened. Autumn is a season for transformation and a time to acknowledge the ache in our souls as we let go of the warmth of what was and enter into the cold unknown of what's to come. But there is so much beauty in the crisp air and in the golden hues in the skies and the leaves surrounding us. Change is coming, 
and I hope that it will be enough to warm your heart and rekindle the embers of hope in your soul. May this fall be a beautiful time to move forward together, embracing change and challenging our hearts to do the same. Now I would like to give you all a big thank you for tuning in and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast or tell a friend, download and subscribe. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green and become an activist for your own health. The health of your family and the health of Mother Earth, our true home. Keep it simple. Keep it small And there will be enough for all Take a little Give a lot Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky For what you've got